Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast, where you learn about advanced wealth building strategies from real estate investing to creating massive ROI and secure retirement profits. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notepad, and lean in. Because Big Mike has got the life starting now. Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. I'm the Big Mike, Mike Zlatnik, and today it is my pleasure and a privilege to welcome David Richter. Hi, David. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, David, very much for coming. David, uh, we met a number of years ago to the Collective Genius Mastermind, and um, you've, done, you've helped us in the past, too, with some podium implementation, and you've done a great number of things, and most recently we chatted. You have a great service uh, of a fractional CFO called Simple CFO Solutions. So uh, won't you tell a little bit about you, where you live, where you get started, and uh, take it from there? Sure. So I, the end of the story is I live in St. Cloud, Florida now, so I'm near Orlando, but it's not where I started. I started in Northwest Indiana, right outside of Chicago. That's where I cut my teeth in the real estate investing world. A friend gave me the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, in college, and that was it. So I was got the real estate bug from there, bought a house and had super tenant in there at one point where he was amazing, paid early, and I did a lease option with him. So he cashed me out six months later. So I got a nice big fat check at the end of that too. And I said, I got to do this more. You know, I like this. So I started investing with, in real estate and did some flips, did some rentals, synced up with a real estate investing company too, where we did a bunch of deals. Uh, we did at the highest point, we were doing 30 deals a month. And that was a lot of fun because we got to see, I got to see a small business grow, you know, to a pretty decent size where we were doing over 300 deals, like real estate deals and transactions a year. That's buying and selling, you know, 300 deals. So it was an awesome opportunity. And from there, learned a bunch of different things. One, I got to sit in every seat there too, from acquisitions and dispositions to project management, property management. I also sat in the finance seat too. That was one of the last seats I sat in. That was the biggest light bulb moment for me was seeing how we acquired properties to when we sold them and like all the money then how it flowed in between. It was just really eye-opening. And that's kind of what started me on this journey here with Simple CFO because then I started, I moved across country. I could at that point sold rentals and stuff. Moved across the country to, to Richmond, Virginia. Started working with an investor there and dove in with his finances and got like to where he could actually know how much he was making, how much was he spending, where was it all going, how much was his profit per property, you know, all this stuff that to me seemed pretty basic, but like to most investors there, just they don't get that basic financial data. And then he looked at me one time and said, hey, you've changed my life. He was able to refinance a lot of his properties and like get money in. And that to me was another light bulb moment to say, hey, I need to help real estate investors with their finances because no one's no one's out there just helping them with basic financial strategies. So that's where Simple CFO came from. And that's a really high level overview to where I am today. There's lots of other things that happen in between there, but that's where I was and to where I am now. So let's explore a little bit on the Simple CFO and, and kind of financial planning. I think it's a critical function. Many organizations do need it. And when people are bigger than a very small company and smaller than a big company, somewhere in between. Uh, they need CFO services, but they don't have uh, the resources to hire a full-time CFO. Exactly. So uh, just explain what a fractional CFO does. Just a little bit about simple CFO. What do you do if folks need help with... Um, first of all, let's explain what does a fractional CFO do. 
uh, kind of what's the primary function and then how do you go about helping folks uh, find the right uh, person to help them with, with you know, fractional CFO work? So fractional CFO, in my opinion, because if you talk to a bunch of different people, you might get a bunch of different opinions, but their fractional CFO should help you with your bottom line profit, should help you increase that bottom line profitability. And whether you want to invest more or pour back into your people or take more vacations, whatever it is, the fractional CFO is there to help you focus on the bottom line. Because a lot of owners are really good at focusing on that top line and driving in the sales, but they got a bunch of holes at the bottom of their bucket because they don't know how to keep the money. They don't know how to you know, plan or they don't know their numbers at all. And that's what a fractional CFO is there to do. They're not there to just do bookkeeping. They're not there just to be you know, your tax person and file your taxes. They're there to give you financial business strategy. Do you have the right people on your team in the financial department? Do you have the right processes and systems? Do you have the right setup for your cash management? Are you actually profitable? And do you know what your profit margins are? Like how profitable are you comparatively to how much income you're bringing in? So it's those types of things that, a fractional CFO drives inside of the business and having those conversations because a lot of owners know how to create the wealth. We know how to help keep the wealth. And it's those two different set of skills. We bring a totally different set of skills than the owner does. The owner brings that, let's get the leads in, let's get the you know top line. And we're like, okay, do that. You need that. Let's focus on making sure you have a bottom line too, so you can keep growing and scaling this business and not grow and scale it into the ground. And what you said was perfect too. Because a lot of people are too small for a full-time CFO, but they're too big not to have someone like a fractional CFO on their team to help guide them with their finances and make sure they know their numbers. Because I've seen this over and over again, that if you know your numbers, you're able to, you're able to see the story of your company and make better decisions. You're able to make actual decisions from data and from numbers rather than just like, this marketing channel seems good. Everyone else is telling me about it in my mastermind. Maybe I should go and do this. Or can you look at your numbers and say, well, this is what it's actually returning me. This is what, how much I've spent. This is how much I've received back and being able to make actual decisions from that type of data. So in Simple CFO, we build it on three pillars. Our first pillar is financial clarity, making sure you have the right people, systems, processes, the numbers in order. We build like a CFO dashboard, make sure you have the right KPIs, those key performance indicators from your finances that you're actually looking at and managing by the numbers from the financial aspect. Then our second pillar is cash flow management. Do you have an actual system in place so that way you're not running around like a chicken with your head cut off? Like one day you have a bunch of money in your bank account and the next day you have nothing and you're like, what in the world? My CPA is telling me we just made you know $500,000 in profit, but I've got $10 in my bank account. So making sure you as the owner have cash flow under control and are actually managing the cash flow instead of having it managed you. Then our last pillar is wealth creation and accumulation. What are you doing to actually sustain long-term wealth? I was talking with Mike about this on our podcast, the Profit First REI podcast, that money is a commodity. Money, that's what Mike had said on there. And I love that because you have to be, treat money to get and invest it in order to build the long-term wealth. So that's the last pillar is what are you doing? Are you buying? Are you buying and holding something? Are you using some type of other strategy? Like, do you have some strategy to create long-term wealth and not just being that active flipper all the time, or you know, even as a landlord, like running around with your head cut off, you know, and just being really active in that portion too? What are you doing long-term? So that's kind of like 
what my thoughts are on fractional CFO and then what we provide from a high level with our three pillars and make sure that people understand their numbers from, you know, from the financial aspect. Yeah, thank you, David. Uh, great pillars and great, great clarity. Yeah, if you have no clarity, <laughs> you can't make any decisions. And uh, I just came from um, another event uh, of the last few days and I was looking at an interesting um, uh, picture that were displaying the Spitfire and the bullet holes from the World War II when they went over, actually the bombers that got shot. And that was an example of data. But those bullet holes of that data on the on the airplanes. What's really amazing from that uh, whole um, model is that if you read it the wrong way, you'll make the absolutely the wrong decisions. Hmm. Uh, yeah. so financial data can can give you the information, but you have to have an experienced person reading it. Uh, so th that whole airplane story, what they did is what, what, what they looked at the data and they saw where the bullet holes are and they reinforced the planes in those areas, hmm. which was completely wrong. Because all the planes that didn't come back were not in the data pool. Data was missing. Because all the, mm. all the planes that were shut down, that's where they needed the reinforcement, is where the bullet holes didn't appear. Because apparently those planes could fly with those bullet holes and they were just fine. But they had to reinforce everything else because those areas took the planes down. So just uh, an observation on, on this financial CFO uh, role is not only they have to organize the data, you have to be able to read the data the right way. The data may speak the wrong message if you're not an experienced um, kind of reader of the data. And that's, that's another angle why fractional CFO could help uh, a business move in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. And, and the cash management, that's the craziest thing. When people, businesses don't die uh, based on profit loss. They, they die based on a cash flow. You, exactly. You hear, too, I know too many um, uh, guys from even, few from CG Mastermind, the past guys, or overextended themselves. They got into too many fix and flip projects, too many rehabs. And when you have all that money out there and you run out of cash and you can't finish, that, that's a huge problem. You, you could collapse based on that. It's just an example where the cash is a bigger king than the profitability. If you got no cash, unfortunately, it's a, it's a bigger challenge than uh, non-profitable operations. So. All right, let, let's continue the journey a little bit. Let's talk um, about the uh, profit first for real estate investors. You have a book you're working on, uh, and I know mm -hmm. it's coming out, you said in December. So what can you share today? Well, what is the book about? Obviously, most people know about the profit first. Now talk about the profits first for real estate uh, and, and how it, it will help uh, folks uh, improve their finances and their businesses. So profit first, the core of profit first is making profit a habit where the formula that most people in the accounting world use, they say sales minus, minus expenses equals profit. So you make a sale, you pay everyone else and your mother, and then whatever's left over is your profitability. Hopefully you can take that at the end of the year. Hopefully there's actually something there and that you don't owe more than what you actually took in. But profit first says, no, it's sales minus profit equals expenses, meaning I make a sale, I allocate to my profit first, and then I live off of what's left over. So it's basically going in there and giving you a practical system where every other real estate investing author talks about, pay yourself first, make sure you, you know, you're get out of the rat race. It's like the Robert Kiyosaki's, the George Clayson's, you know, like these people that write these books about paying yourself, this puts actual teeth behind it and says, here's a system to manage the cash in your business and to make sure you're building yourself 
that margin of safety, that profit margin. And what's a margin? Like on a piece of paper, you've got the edges around that piece of paper to protect like from making sure that it can actually print or whatever. It's the same thing in your business. Do you have that margin of safety in order to say, hey, I can capitalize on this next opportunity or shoot, this just happened, you know, like coronavirus comes and they shut down Pennsylvania, you know, and all real estate transactions there. And, you know, are we going to be able to eat this next month because all of our closings got pushed back a month? So that's the type of things that the cash flow management will help you in the real estate investing world. So what we do is we help people set up that uh, the five foundational accounts, bank accounts, actual bank accounts, it's bank balance money management, where most entrepreneurs are built that way anyway. You look at your one bank account and you say, oh yeah, we're doing great because you just got private funding in or you just closed on a project. And then the next week you're down to like a hundred dollars in the account. You're like, where did all the money go? And you have no idea, like if you spent your money, their money, whoever's money, you know, like the government's money, cause you're going to owe taxes. So what we do is we help set up foundational accounts, an income account to hold the money from sales when it comes in. Then you've got what I call the golden trio because I'm a major nerd. So just look at me right here. I love the Harry Potter movies, like Star Wars, like the people with the big, you know, the big epic three, you know, the three heroes. So I call these the golden trio because in your business, you should have a golden trio as well. You should have a profit account, an owner's compensation account, and an owner's income tax account. Meaning those three accounts, one is for the profitability of the business, for the risk you took for starting the business, making sure you are profitable and you have profit, cash profit in an account. Owner's compensation, because a lot of owners, the ones we work with, even million dollar businesses, the owner still has some function in the business, even if it's CEO and running the vision of that business and making sure the right people are hired or whatever. So making sure you have an account to pay yourself. And then the third is an owner's tax, making sure that your business is taking care of the income tax that you have on your business when it's coming time to pay. If you don't have a bunch of passive investments and can't write off everything, you're going to owe money at the end of the year. So you need to make sure you're saving that money and you're not spending it. So that way, when tax time comes, you're not running around like a chicken with your head cut off saying, where'd all the money go? You know, and like, where's the money for taxes? Now I got to go do three more deals just to cover this tax bill or go on this tax plan. And there's another deal down the toilet, you know, every month just because of that. So it's making sure you have those three, the income account, just a holding bucket, those golden tree of accounts, and then the operational expense account just to pay your other typical expenses. Then on top of that, with Profit First for real estate investing, I love to have, especially if you're doing rehabs, flips, anything where you're handling other people's money, have a separate account, bank account, for those pro for that projects or the, the other people's money. We call it an OPM account. Put other people's money there and then allocate it towards those projects from that account. So that way you're not commingling your operational expense money to run the business and the money that you already have designated for projects. That's one big thing that we're preaching is like, take care of your lenders. Like these people are trusting you with their money in order to complete projects. And you don't want to get into the Ponzi scheme that a lot of small investors get to like when they're small and then it just continues to grow as their business grows. If like you're using this one project's money over here for this one, and then you're just playing that shuffle game, have an account. So, you know, this is what I have to spend. If I need more money, I either need to go ask them or I'm going to have to use it from my operational expense account to cover this project. So there's other things too that we could talk about, but that's the foundation practical. If people did that, I'd be very happy. I'd be even happy if they set up one new account, called it profit, and transferred 1% of all income in there. Just get into the habit of being a profitable 
company and doing the right habits to get there. So there's a quick, a quick lesson on profit first for real estate investing. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And uh, it makes total sense. Um, but I'm going to dive into this a little bit. Uh, I completely agree with it. that having multiple accounts does help um, psychologically uh, to, to better manage yep. finances. It, it just, even if the accounts are named, um, like, as you said, owner's compensation versus operating and, and, and savings yeah. and so on. So besides the discipline of, um, of uh, moving the capital into the right accounts, um, how can you practically um, manage? And again, we all operate businesses and we all uh, face the reality that if you want the business to continue operating, you got to pay people. You got to pay certain things you can defer and certain things you cannot defer. But paying, paying people, generally speaking, is one of those things that if you don't pay them, they're going to say, hey, listen, I got another opportunity right next door. So, yep. especially in this market. So, it all sounds wonderful, but practically speaking, you need to you need to pay critical operating expenses first, not profit first, but critical operating expenses first. And yes, you could play the the game with some accounts payable and so on, uh, where you could defer and allocate some capital to pay yourself too, so you feel motivated. I I, I get it, but the question is, how do you do this practically? How do you, um, uh, especially if people are doing a lot of deals? How do you set aside the money for profit when the, the new deals need capital? So what I'm referring to now is a practical location. Take a, um, you know, a, a CG-like fellow who does a bunch of flips and the, the business is booming. They're getting more and more inventory, more and more opportunities to do deals. Using the profit first concept, you, you say, listen, you made a good amount of money on the previous deals. Don't throw that money into operating accounts and new deals. Take that money, put it in the profit first account, save that money uh, or compensate yourself and then uh, continue to invest. But the, the, the business is growing. So the, the point is how do you exercise profit first if the business is a, is a growing uh, uh, business requiring more capital? I would say, I don't know if that's the right question because most owners don't even build anything in there. So if you're, so like any profit margin or pro or safety margin for themselves in the business, which is way more dangerous than saying, oh, you know, like we need to allocate profit first, because if you are in an airplane, that's I loved your airplane analogy. But if you're in an airplane that is going down and you add more fuel to it, to a plane that's going down, you're just going to crash faster. So this this system, like you said, is very psychological. It helps them understand, like, I need to pull up a little bit first, make sure we're leveling off. And then if we're leveling off, like, okay, I've at least got a couple percentage points of profit. I've paid myself what I need so we don't burn out. Because like, if the owner goes down, everything goes down. Once we've kind of leveled out, then we could say, okay, do we want to allocate some of those profit percentages, you know, to an investment account. Like, here we go. These are, this is a, a bank account specifically for investing in new deals, which several of our clients, even from CG or other, other um, masterminds actually have accounts for investing and opening up, you know, those different bank accounts to be able to go out and buy new properties. But it's usually like, okay, at least they've gotten into the habit of several percentage points for their profit, taking the money that they need in order to live at least because 
it's crazy. It is, it is crazy. We're working with these businesses and some of these owners, million dollar businesses, not even make, paying themselves enough to put the food on the table of what they really need, you know, like with their family. So it's like, let's get your, you in the, the right frame of mind first. And if we can do that, then it's like, okay, now that you've built yourself that margin of safety, what do you want to do? What is the end goal? If the end goal is growth, let's get you healthy first. Make sure you were at least at this level playing field. And then, okay, let's allocate some percentage points to this investment account or to this reserve account. Like if you're saying about investing in people, we'll make sure you have a three-month reserve or something or a 12-month reserve like some people really like to say, no matter what, even if I didn't do a deal, I'd be able to pay my people. You know, So it's like having that peace of mind of what are you investing in right now? Are you investing in the people? And you know, like, are you hiring people? open an account for that, like have those extra funds there. If it's deals, open an account for the deals. Like if you're doing deal flow or if it's a new system, like changing CRMs or whatever, you're like, I'm, I'm scaling up. I need a better system. I need a more robust automation system for what we're doing. Then we can say, okay, where's that going to come from? What are we going to do? What do we need? And I'm not saying you should never take like private lenders funds. I advocate that. Like if you want to do more deals or whatnot, get with Mike and his funds or get with other people, you know, private lending to get the money in there to do more deals and use other people's money, but make sure you are being a financially responsible business owner and making sure that you are running an actual company that's healthy and not just always living on that edge of like, are we really healthy? Are we going off that edge? And I think this just gives you, like you said, the psychological impact of, Hey, we're doing okay. So now it is time to scale. And now we can do that without, knowing that we're going to, you know, that this might be our last payout to our people. So yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. that. That makes total sense. Um, building um, reserves, is, it's another account. It's another bucket. Building reserves for at least having six months of, of operating uh, expenses in the, in the, six months is a big number. Most businesses, you know, yep. <laughs> get away with uh, two to three months. But in general, having at least that, in, in a separate account does help. So it's a, it's a step in, it's a huge step in the right direction when people are living, when people are living paycheck to paycheck and their business is doing multiple seven figures, you know, and they're basically living deal to deal and, you know, hand to mouth like that. It's, it's a violent shove in the right direction to get them to just give themselves some breathing room where they don't always have to be, okay, where's the next, where's the next deal coming from? Yeah, you, you're teaching operating discipline. You all, well, I guess the, 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 the cash flow discipline and the cash management. Um, and it is, it's a very important uh, function of every business for sure. So it make, makes total sense. One other thing I want to throw in here too is that a lot of business owners come to us not knowing what they really want to do. They think they want to grow and scale. And then, they, then we build in that margin of safety, you know, like to help them with that profitability. And some have said, you know what? this is really nice. Like I was able to just take a two week vacation with my family. I think I might want more of a lifestyle business than to grow and scale and just be always under the gun. And so several clients have been like, well, no, this is nice. I like having the profitability. And we say, there's nothing wrong with that. But up to this point, you didn't know you had an option, you know, like that this is what it felt like. Like they might just have gone to masterminds and we hear grow, scale, let's go. You know, like these people are doing 5,000 deals a month. Like we got to be doing that too. So it's like we got so that's where giving them this option gives them the ability to say, okay, 
do I want to go this route and scale because I have that opportunity? Or do I want the lifestyle business? Do I want to spend more time with my family now or not have a bigger team and just do the same amount of deals, but make more profit right now? So it's also given them like the routes to take too, because a lot of people don't even know where they're headed. Yeah, great, great nuggets. I agree with you. Lifestyle business versus a business you're trying to grow to sell. And uh, the the critical piece is growth is actually very dangerous. If you grow, it is desired and most people want to grow. But yep. if you grow too fast, uh, for obvious reasons, you can um, you can collapse. Uh, and again, businesses have grown uh, and they've died because of rapid growth. They've been, they, 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 you have to, you know, bite what you can chew. If you bite too much and you can chew yeah. and ability to chew is your cash, you know, part of that. Yeah, yeah you, exactly. You, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's not just a theory. It is a very practical application. So, uh, David, how would folks get a hold of you? Um, is there kind of the, the last the thoughts, comments, wins the wisdom, suggestions, and how to reach out and learn more a little bit, a little bit about Simple CFO? If you do nothing but from this podcast and listen and open one account and name it profit and just start transferring 1%, doesn't even have to be a huge percent. It could just be something to get you in the habit of giving yourself that margin. I don't care what you're doing. If you're lending, if you are a, you know, if you're doing um, rentals, buy and hold, flips, whatever it might be, open one account, name it profit, transfer 1%. And then from there, you know, like, just get into the habit of doing that profitability transfer and then maybe start adding other accounts. So that'd be my last nugget of wisdom. Just do that. Get in the habit of profitability. SimpleCFOSolutions.com. If you want to work with our fractional CFO team, fractional CFO is like having a CFO on your team without the corporate pricing. You know, it's like a part-time CFO to be there to help guide you and give you that clarity around your finances or your numbers, your cash, all that. So SimpleCFOSolutions.com is where to find us. It's got, you know, how you can apply with us right there. Then we also have the Profit First REI podcast, free information. We've had Mike on there. You know, like we love having people on there that are very, that are experts and who like the Profit First system and who like, you know, being those savvy business owners with their money. And then also we got a Facebook group, Profit First REI for Real Estate Investors Facebook group. If you want to meet up there, talk about, you know, how the cash flows, make sure you don't run out of the money and there we've got a lot of free info there too so it's a couple of different places you can get a hold of me thank you david very much for sharing appreciate your wisdom and appreciate um uh, giving people an opportunity to reach out thank you all very much as we say in the past all good things have come to an end <laughs> this so is this episode Thank you for listening to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. To receive your copy of Mike's How to Choose a Smart Real Estate Fun Book, head to BigMikeFun.com or visit Amazon and type Mike's slot name. Keep listening and keep investing Big Mike style. See you on the next episode.